2: There are hundreds of monsters the Doctor has fought with throughout Doctor Who's run. Some are brilliant, some miss the mark, but some have the potential to be great, but fall victim to lousy story writing or running out of airtime for the episode. While most of the monsters the Doctor battles are all great in their own unique way, there are some that just seem to be wasted. So with that in mind then, I'm Ellie with Who Culture, here with 10 times Doctor Who wasted great villains. Number 10. The Men. The Whispermen were a group of featureless, human-like beings that appeared to serve the great intelligence. After kidnapping the Doctor's friends, they forced the 11th Doctor to travel to Trenzalore, the planet that lies as the Doctor's final grave. While the Whispermen looked amazing and sent chills down your spine every time they said one of their sinister rhymes or hissing, they didn't actually do a lot in the name of the Doctor. Having creatures as scary as them, it was expected that they would have a bigger role, especially after bringing the Doctor to his own grave. However, they were only there for pure plot convenience and tension between the Doctor and the other characters surrounding him. The biggest plot point they had in the episode was forcing the Doctor to say his own name in order to be able to open his own grave. As the Doctor panics, explaining why he cannot say his name, the men threaten him by stopping the hearts of Clara, Strax, Vastra, and Jenny until he says his name. However, in a little disappointing plot twist, it was a psychic echo of River's song who said his name, causing the doors to open. Number 9. Davros The Daleks have always been the Doctor's greatest enemy, constantly coming back to cause havoc and trauma in the Doctor's life. It was expected that the man who created the killer machines would be the ultimate final showdown for the Doctor, as Davros single-handedly ruined the lives of many people throughout the universe with his creations. Davros makes his first appearance in New Who during The Stolen Earth and Journey's End. However, disappointingly, Davros was reduced to being the Dalek's pet, having no power or control over his creation. Creations. Throughout the episodes, he belittled the Doctor, claiming how he turned his companions into weapons and talking about a prophecy which would never come true. All it took was an overpowered Donner to flick a few switches to destroy him, an extremely disappointing end to what could have been the best villain that came out of Doctor Who. We meet Davros again during Peter Capaldi's reign, as he realises it was he who created Davros to become the evil genius he became. The episode had potential and sees Davros manipulate the Doctor into using his His regeneration energy to heal him, extending his own life all while infusing every Dalek on Skaro with energy. It's not until the Doctor figures out the Daleks have a concept of mercy that Davros somehow put a tiny bit of compassion into the Daleks. Davros has always been said to be a crazy madman and believes that removing emotions makes you stronger. So to have the character become easily beatable and compassionate wastes the great potential we could have gotten from the character. Number 8 Henry Van Staten we were introduced to Henry Van Statten when the Doctor and Rose found themselves in an alien museum. As a billionaire, Van Statten was intelligent but very arrogant and selfish, constantly treating his staff horribly and seeing them as expendable, to the point of mind-wiping them when they are fired or resigned so they could not share his secrets. Van Statten was obsessed with collecting all things alien, finding himself in the presence of a broken Dalek. When he realises the Doctor himself was an alien, he quickly tortured and examined him, making plans to use his binary vascular system in a marketing venture. Despite the doctor's pleas about the dangers of a Dalek, Van Staten continued to ignore this and ordered his staff not to shoot it as he saw the Dalek more important than the lives of his staff. Eventually, he agreed for the doctor to stop the Dalek, but only for his own protection. Henry Van Staten could have been a brilliant villain in the show with a much bigger impact if he wasn't such a coward at the end. Although the greater villain in the episode was the Dalek itself, Having an episode centred around Van Staten and his obsession with alien technology, Hunting Down the Doctor would have been an excellent episode to air on the show. Number 7. The Sontarans The season 4 two-parter reintroduced the Sontarans into the Doctor Who universe and was an incredible disappointment. The classic Who monster was used as comedy relief throughout the episodes, with the Doctor throwing many unfunny one-liners at them, and how their only personality trait is that they love to die in the name of war. The Sontarans used to be a fearsome threat in the 80s, but now they're just being used as dumb comedy relief with no added value to any storyline they have been thrown into. When the Sontarans were reintroduced in the Sontaran, Stratagem and the Poison Sky, we see their master plan as they intend to poison Earth with Atmos in order to create the perfect breeding ground for clones to fight in wars. This would have been a great storyline for the classic monsters if it was done right. It felt very underwhelming when a random scientific genius was the one who ended up defeating the entire Sontaran race, as he conveniently figured out how to transfer the Doctor off the Sontaran ship, while simultaneously switching places with him before blowing up the entire of Fleet. The Sontarans deserved a better storyline and reintroduction after being so loved during the Classic Who era. Number 6 Lucy Saxon. Lucy Saxon was the wife of Harold Saxon, who was revealed to be the master. Saxon had the same sadistic and sinister ideology as the master showed, as he appreciated his power and sense of morality, or lack of. Even when Lucy witnessed the master killing the American president, she showed no signs of fear or shock and remained calm throughout the master's reign of destroying and taking over the planet. She even enjoyed watching the chocolate vein kill one-tenth of the human race as part of the master's sadistic plan. However, during the year that never was, Lucy Saxon had a change of heart due to the abuse that she received from the Master himself. This prompted her character to join the world when they started to chant the word Doctor, and she fatally shot the Master. The change Lucy experienced felt out of character at the time, as she witnessed the Master murder and abuse the people who surrounded them both, plus take over the entire planet. It's no surprise that someone as sadistic as the Master turns out to be an abusive person, but the team up between Lucy and the Master could have been Doctor Who's, version of Bonnie and Clyde The Sycorax attempts to invade Earth on Christmas Day, while a very newly regenerated Doctor is out of action. Rose and her family are forced to fight the aliens, with the help of Harriet Jones, who was the Prime Minister of Great Britain at the time. With the Doctor out of action, the Sycorax should have been able to easily take over the planet, though they seem to have procrastinated until the Doctor felt better to fight the leader in a sword fight, ultimately defeating him by throwing a satsuma to a button, which caused the leader to fall off his ship. As the first villains in the tenth Doctor era, they seem to be very easy to defeat, with the Doctor literally besting them in under five minutes. Even without the Doctor, Rose and her family seem to easily dodge the attacks the Sycorax plant, causing them to be one of the weaker villains we've been introduced to in the Who universe. There could have been a fully fleshed alien invasion of the Sycorax, but instead they were watered down to easily beatable villains. Number four, the Beast. Doctor Who introduced one of the most feared monsters in human history onto the show, the Devil himself. The Beast claimed to have existed at the very beginning of time, taking on the classic image of a red entity with horns. After his encounter with the Beast, even the Doctor struggled to acknowledge the idea of the Beast truly being the Devil, showing that the Doctor also fears some sort of religious devilish creature. The Beast could control the minds of victims, possessing Toby and the Ood through a hive mind, causing them to do all the dirty work for him freeing him from the pit he was imprisoned in. All the Beast does during the episode is play with the Doctor's mind, making him believe that his friends and Rose will be killed. Although religion is a complicated subject to delve into, especially in the world of Who, where many religions happen all at once, witnessing the Beast at full power would have been one of the biggest stories in Doctor Who history, as the Doctor would have found himself face to face against the greatest enemy in the universe. In the end, it all came down to dumb luck in how the Doctor defeated the Beast. By destroying the Jars, it was only the Beast's physical form that was defeated, but not his mind. So the Beast could still be out there, manipulating and torturing people. We could have seen some great episodes of the Doctor having to fight the Beast due to it only being alive through the power of storytelling and an idea. Number 3. The Boneless the Boneless were a unique monster that were introduced in Season 8 that had the ability to make three-dimensional things into two-dimensional, including people. The creatures were able to shrink the TARDIS, trapping the Doctor in there and giving a prime example of how powerful a threat they could be. Although there was a lot of potential for these monsters, they didn't do much during the episode, apart from stealing energy from the TARDIS and killing some innocent bystanders. These monsters had the potential to be as interesting as the Weeping Angels or the Silence due to their unique creation and backstory, but it sadly wasn't meant to be. In order to defeat these monsters, the Doctor used the bonus's power against them, managing to power the TARDIS and causing him to cast them back into their own universe. Although it sounds complicated, all the Doctor needed was his trusty sonic screwdriver to cast an energy field, a way that seemed all too easy for the powerful creatures that they are. Number 2. The Shakri. There are not many villains we come across that the Doctor fears, but when we do, they're usually the best ones. The Shakri were a race that the Doctor believed to be the stuff of legends. He was taught at a young age that these monsters were the ruthless pest controllers of the universe. In a great lead-up, the episode The Power of Three spent its time setting up the Shakri's plan by slowly invading Earth for over a year with mysterious cubes that came out of nowhere. Their plan was to stop the hearts of all humans in order to wipe them out of existence. Not only is it massively disappointing when we finally saw the Shakri, but their plan fell apart when the Doctor did some easy magic with the screwdriver and reversed the attack on Earth. The Shakri were a cameo in their own episode, as we saw them for all of about 5 or 10 minutes before they disappeared into thin air. These could have been one of the most complicated and biggest threats in Matt Smith's era, but they were wasted by what felt like lazy writing just to show how powerful and mighty the Doctor is. Number 1 the Wire. the Wire was an energy-based being that took the essences and souls of people in Great Britain in 1953 during the time of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation. The Doctor was never able to know what The Wire's true form was, as its physical body had been destroyed before he arrived. But what did The Wire actually do? It sucked off people's faces, causing them to become faceless and mindless, with their real faces appearing on TV screens, yelling out for help. The Wire was hoping to use the energy it sucked from people to manifest itself into a physical form once more. We learned at one point in the episode that The Wire was sentenced to death, but survived its execution, escaping to Earth and preserving itself through television. With its catchphrase, I'm hungry, The Wire doesn't do much throughout the episode apart from suck people's faces, off and traumatise a poor man who was forced to help in order for him to survive. There seems to be a theme throughout Doctor Who that very complex villains have a very simple way of being defeated. The Doctor ends up trapping the wire on a Betamax and taping over it so it would remain trapped for all eternity.